Hello and welcome to the Unmissables podcast, a weekly look through the world of television and popular culture. Hosted by me, Boyd Hilton. <laughs> it's a podcast series. It's not a podcast investigative series. Mm-hmm. It's just a podcast series. No, you don't no. have to follow it week by week. No. Oh, God, no. No, no investigation needed. No, you've got things to do. Yeah. This is actually our 70th. It's our 70th oh, birthday. Happy Aww. 70th. Yeah, happy 70th, everyone. Um, what's the um, <laughs> what's the gem that you get for seventy? I'm going to say ruby. Oh, that's forty. Say it. I'm going to say diamond. I mean, it's not true, but mm, say it. Opal. I think diamond is seventy fifth. These anyway. voices you can hear aren't just random people who've swanned into this talk uh, gems. <laughs> I was going to call it a studio. But it's just a room. They are Stephanie Sealan. Howdy. And Kay Ribeiro. Hello. And I'm Boyd Hilton. Did I say that already? Yeah, yes, you I think said I it. Everyone knows who you are. Steady. You're famous. Today, in the meat, in the main chunky morsels of meat of television that we review, which is what we do every week, we've got a new, the brand new one from the huge stable of Mr. Ryan Murphy of Glee, American Horror Story, American Crime Story, and what was the other one? Feud fame. Oh, yeah. I love is, Feud. I'm saying he is, with Shonda Rhimes the biggest, most powerful person in television. Mm, like if you excuse the heads of networks and stuff like that. Shonda Rhimes. Of, I said with Shonda Rhimes. With oh, Shonda Rhimes. So the two of them are the yeah. gargantuan... Um, they're the godmother and godfather of right. TV. Uh, showrunners. Showrunners, yes. Showrunners, they're called in America. And um, funnily enough, her new show, which is called For the People, starts mm. on the new channel Sky Witness. And we, we would have viewed that last week, but we couldn't get to see it in time. It was unavailable to us. I don't like to blame Sky, but it's Sky's fault. Yeah. Oh, Whereas Sky. this it was. week, we did get to see 911. Well, most of it. Okay. Steph, how much did you see of it? I saw 16 minutes of it. Transparent. It's a 45-minute show. Let's always be yeah. transparent. Always be transparent. Been very busy Kay and I have seen the whole of the first episode. And so just quickly, we? Yeah? let's go... Breaking news, John's just told us that the 70th anniversary is actually platinum. <gasps> wow. I think platinum. Love platinum. I think you'll agree that was like worth interrupting for. Very good That was worth an interruption. Anyway, the bottom line is we're reviewing 911, the new series from Ryan Murphy. And we're also reviewing Fake or Fortune is Back. I'm just going to leave it there. And Jambo Oliver, Jamie Oliver cooks in Italy. He cooks mm. Italy. I mean, he doesn't literally cook the whole of Italy. No, that but he does cook awful. bits of That's Italy. That's grammatically incorrect. But he goes to Italy and he cooks stuff and he watches his stuff being cooked. We'll review his new series on Channel 4 as well. Before all of that, in traditional form, Steph would like to talk us through her quasi-millisecond by millisecond viewing wow. schedule over the last seven days. We've had... A second AGM people and annual general meeting this lunchtime, and I have I am going to be cutting things down, and I've promised that I'm only going to do three. Okay, but this is a new format point. But listen, no, but you said that you're going to to make it even better on social media. You're going to tweet a list, aren't you? I am going to tweet. Well, a list you of said my that. I don't know, did, that was your Steph idea. Agreed. Did Steph actually agree? Okay, mm. fine, fine. I've got lots of good things this week. Okay, <laughs> more than three. There are more than three, but only one more than three, which is, as you know, four. Um, <laughs> okay. Channel four. Oh, I'm already This excited. is now on all four. Okay. Ooh. Prison. Have you watched Ooh. it? Two-parter. No. Now, you know. Is that the one with the tattoo on the face? No, Kay. For oh, God's sake. God. There, this happened last week. I've got deja vu. <laughs> she keeps talking about this show. I mean, she should just look up the name of that show. It's not this show. Okay. Now, as you know, I like to think of myself as a slight expert in crime 
law-breaking shows, okay? Law-breaking yeah. shows? Yeah. 24 hours in police custody. Yeah, law-breaking okay. show. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. You stand corrected. <laughs> now, I would just like to say that this two-part series is one of the best I have ever seen. Wow. I'll tell you for why. <laughs> mm. The filmmakers have got unprecedented access to Durham Prison, okay? Durham, and when I say unprecedented, one. what they've been able to do is connect with the prisoners and actually see things that are going on that you think, how can they actually be talking about this? How can they be showing this stuff without these prisoners getting in trouble? I'm talking about putting miniature phones up people's bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm getting down to. Can you do oh a handspan? It's t- like that big. How does that even work? Listen, people are making phones like this now. So pe- the things that people put up to their bottoms when they go back into prison oh for their reoffend when they're reoffending. Oh my god, that do you know what that brings a new meaning to butt just, dialing. Sometimes not even when they're going to prison, just just, for just the sheer because, hell of it. Yeah. But this very oh, specifically yeah. is for prison. So this is like an in the first one is um talking about drugs. Because yeah. there's a huge problem in prison. Do you know that like 90% of the people that yes. are offending in prison now basically are in there for drug offences? Yeah. It's not robberies. It's yeah. not It's not all other types of crime. Anyway, spice is a big problem, which is a mm. synthetic form of cannabis for those of you who don't know. And it puts you in some kind of a zombie-like zombie state, right? Zombie-like state. Oh, my God. The, this They've managed to film people who are have been put on spice. I mean, honestly, it's just... It's really, really tough going to watch. The second one is about mental health, which is really horrible. Kay is laughing. Kay's, I mean, she is laughing. I don't like to tell tales out of school, but Kay's laughing. She is laughing. Sorry, I don't know like... if she's laughing at the show. No, I think she's the, laughing at my enthusiasm. The, is it the, the no, word? it wasn't. It's, I'm going to be honest. It's puerile. I couldn't get beyond the sticking the phone up the bum. Well, you <laughs> won't believe that. Well, you won't believe it when they say to one of the guys, "Okay, what kind of stuff do you find up people's bottoms?" And he said, "The other day, someone took a nine-inch knife <gasps> out of his bum." Oh no. That's and I'm silly. not just talking just, just a nine-inch no knife. Kids, they can sometimes don't get do that. a couple of phones up that's, there and a nine-inch knife. Too, no. Two phones and a knife. I'm telling I mean, you. In fact, that should you know be commended what? in a way. Do you before, know what I mean? before you go into prison, you have to sit on this chair called the boss chair, which is a, detects like all a the metal things. Oh, and then they also like put a metal detector. And you're not allowed into the prison because people are bringing drugs into prison. Do you know what? That people, is a reason not to commit crime in itself. People go in there with a certain amount of money. They make... Ten times the amount by selling drugs in prison. Anyway, the second episode, which is about mental health, is oh very very upsetting. But again, unbelievable. There is a brilliant part in it where the filmmaker Paddy, who's connected with all of these prisoners, and he says to one of them, "Oh, um, you're the head guy, the head drugs guy." And um, somebody told me because uh, you're down in isolation because of something I filmed about your your drug making that you said you were going to pour hot boiling water over me, and I wouldn't really like that. And it's an amazing minute and the amazing moment this guy goes no no I wasn't I wasn't going to do that I wasn't going to and you think you were going to do it you were going to throw boiling water oh my god him. have we made contact with this guy since has he had boiling water pour no he's fine no he's the filmmaker yeah no but what's what's his situation I think now? he's fine I mean okay, it's cool. get in touch anyway please do watch there's an hour long they're really it's such an insight I can't it's wonderful. It's really, really good. It's hard. That going, sounds good. I'm going to check it out. What is it for? And it does sound like four. it does sound like one of the best law-breaking shows of recent times. As I build it, Boyd, yeah. it is uh, one of the yeah. greatest law-breaking programs of all time. Um, okay, beyond reasonable doubt, as you know, sounds as a like podcast, law-breaking. I have mm. mentioned many times as an accompanying podcast to the staircase. So, beyond reasonable doubt came out, which is a story of Michael Peterson, who may or may not allegedly, I believe, pushed his wife down the stairs. Do you know what? <laughs> John's tutorials are really paying yeah. off. Yeah. His, I, legal, his legal, his advice. legal advice. I believe that Michael Peterson 
may have pushed his wife down the stairs and caused the end of her life. Maybe. Other people don't believe that. However, the staircase, which, it, as you know, is an old, one of the original and best um, crime shows. As reviewed on this documentary. show, didn't we? As yeah. reviewed um, on the Netflix now, has got three new episodes. As reviewed on this show? Yeah, as reviewed on this show. <laughs> now, this is the podcast that was from the back of last year. Yes. BBC, anyway, the BBC podcast, and they're still tra- they're still trailing it now, saying we exposed this case as if Hold they chose the case was in fact it was exposed by. I'll, it. I'll hear nothing against it yeah. because they've added two new I know. episodes. I know. What yeah. do you mean you know? I'm aware of it. They've, they've, they plug in the hell of it. If you, I've used to yeah, five you know lives. I, as I Have do. you listened to them? No. Well, they've got an interview with Jean Javier Lestrade, the filmmaker. Mm. Now they've got it through some kind of weird way because the BBC arts correspondent managed to get an interview with him because they didn't. He didn't want to have an interview with Beyond Reasonable Doubt people but they've managed to air it because it's across the BBC it's fascinating is he annoyed with the Beyond Reasonable Doubt people because they keep saying on the trailer for it on 5 Live that they exposed this whole story when in fact it was I mean, exposed it probably, by him the director it probably is. I mean that's original. got smart yeah. that's going to be irritating but it's worth listening to these two episodes for that interview yeah. it's absolutely brilliant you know I went to the to the screening at BAFTA where he was interviewed as well just saying yeah, I know, and you've okay. talked extensively about that, okay. and now it's my time to talk okay. about the <laughs> extensively just, just about the beyond reasonable doubt two things. It no, sounds no, no. good. Yeah. I listen to everything you say. <laughs> wow. Right. Okay. Now, I started to watch a little fun show. Okay, also on Channel Four called Community. Oh, that does sound fun. So on Channel Four at the moment. What's it about? Yeah, it's on Channel Four box sets. It's got uh, our friend Donald. On all four, you mean on all four box sets? Did I say I that? No, I didn't, did I? No. Yeah, it's on all four I don't boxes. think it's running on actual Channel 4, just so. No, no, because it's finished. There's yeah, only yeah, three, finished years ago. There's yeah. only three series of it. So it's Donald Glover when he was really young. It's it's just like a funny half-hour show. And it's Joe McHale. And he um, it's all about a group of people who go back to community Chevy college. Chase. Chevy Chase. Can't remember what the girl's name in it. Oh, Alison Brie. Yes. And it's just a fun little ensemble comedy piece about what it's like in community college. And I, I'm really enjoying it. There were six seasons, just to say. Oh, I thought there were yeah. only three. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay, there's only three oh. on uh, <laughs> all four. Oh, okay. Is it one, two, three or four, five, six? One, two, three. I okay. believe. That's lucky. Maybe they'll put four, five and six on soon. Mm. Maybe so they'll I'm only halfway through action. one. Just, just throwing out there. Okay. And then... As we all know, that was three, and I did say four, and this is just my final one. Is this your can I just say? This is my this can get, I just say. You get a format point. We've officially also decided in, in yeah. our, in our um, discussions, behind-the-scenes discussions, that Steph, because sometimes we'll go do seven or eight in this in No, this look, not going to do it anymore, though. But now, uh, uh, uh. going forward, it's going to be three, generally, mm. but you're allowed an extra one yeah. in, in a kind of can mini I can yeah. I just say yeah. section. Yeah. This Brevity is, the, is my middle name. This is the... <laughs> Can okay. I just say brevity section? And can I just say, Robin Williams, oh, yeah. come inside oh, yeah. my mind. Did you guys watch this? Yes, it? I did. I'm oh. glad you mentioned it because I completely forgot to mention that. Well okay, done. this is on Sky. Wow. Okay, so it's Robin Williams' ex-wife and lots of people who knew Robin Williams literally talking about really what it was like to be in the, inside the mind of Robin Williams, what he was thinking, what he was like when he was at college. It's deeply, deeply touching and heartwarming and I just it really made me cry it's that's n- Robin Williams just to make it clear oh, yeah, not the Robin legendary of Mork and Mindy actor yeah. um, who, who sadly took his own life a couple mm. of years ago a year ago a couple of years ago a couple year of years um, rather than ago. Robbie Williams. Robbie Williams. The popular Still very pop much star. alive and with us. Yeah. Very much. The new X Factor judge Robbie Williams. Yeah. Um, give it a watch but it is 
Great. Bring the tissues. Yeah, it's just, oh, but also just for the old footage. And do you know what? Totally forgot how much I loved Morecambe India. I used to watch mm. that as a child. Yeah. Love Morecambe Nanu, India. Nanu, Nanu. I just, Nanu, and, yeah. and it's so interesting to hear people talking about, because there's that brilliant bit in it where they say that basically Robin Williams changed the face of how they filmed sitcoms purely because they went from th- uh, three static cameras to introducing a fourth camera which was a handheld camera because he ran around so much and he was constantly improvising yeah. because he was just him, so talented. Him and his maverick yeah, because ways. they were missing things that yeah. he'd do and the directors would say, did you get that? Did you get that? And I'm like, yeah. no, because he, he wasn't on his mark. Um, so yeah, just really... Legends don't have marks. No. Steph, that was a great three plus, can I just say? Thanks, honey. You can just say... Whatever the hell you like, hey. Okay, so I'm going to surprise you with this first one because, as you know, oh God. I hate musicals. I hate them with a passion. I, mean, I can't. I, it really annoys me when you guys say you hate musicals. Because why sing something when you can say it? That's my that's my feeling because about it. Because singing things is really fun. Not when you say it, sing and everything. It jaunty. No, I can live without jaunt. But what I did do is I took my nieces to see Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. Now, just to oh. give you some background to this, I watched the first one many years ago when it came out and hated it. Mm-hmm. They're on school holidays, trying to be a good aunt. I thought, oh, you know, I'll take you there. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. I really what liked it. What did you like it. most about it, the singing? I mean, look, did I come out of the cinema singing mm. the tunes? Did Feeling I jaunty? Feeling jaunty. Yeah. Did I come out with Upbeat. a beaming smile on my face? Yes, I did. It was really, really good. Like... I mean, Steph, you would love it anyway because you love musicals. I love musicals. Have you not seen it yet? No, no, I haven't. Wow. It's not been made available to me in my in at-home cinema. <laughs> I see. <laughs> so the story is um, Sophie from the original is reopening her mum Donna's hotel. Um, Donna is R.I.P., played by Meryl Streep, who is Who's very not, much alive. Yeah, she is not She's alive, like Robbie Williams. Mm. Um, and the da- she's reopening it and she um, asks all the dads to come back for the reopening and it's whether they'll come or not, so Element of Jeopardy, will they will they be there on the island? Um, yes, they will. Boyd. No why, spoilers, why don't you boys. Just you don't know about, that. One of them's dead. Do you want to talk about Father Christmas next? I haven't seen it. How many other things are you going to ruin? You're out of order, I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing. Step down. Um, and then also you've got the young Donna played by Lily James. So you get flashbacks to her life mm. and her... Um, Flashbacks from her time when she left university and mm. decided to go to Greece, and then her three romances with three Ooh, sexy different... flashbacks. Oh yeah! Ooh. So what I loved about this was I always think of Lily James as being quite, you know, she's the period drama queen, right? So she always plays these meek, mild mannered, buttoned up characters, and you know, just she always does the same thing. Ooh. This, no, it's true. I think people would when you think of Lily James, either that or Cinderella. You think period drama? Yeah, exactly. Mm. This, she's like fun, she's feisty, sexy, like she's really good. She's really good. And also, of course, oh, I need to give a shout out to Christine Baranski and uh, Julie Walters because they are Mm. really great. But of course, the the real credit has to go to um, Cher. No, I thought you were going to say... What about Amanda Seyfried or no, is Dominic Cooper in this one? No, yeah, they're both in it. No. But Cher is fantastic in oh. it. Honestly, she is so good at the end. Well, when she comes on and she sings Cher. Fernando, oh. it is a joy to behold. And it just fills you... Like this, what it, the whole Can thing is joyful. Drums, Fernando? It's like having her in the room. Um, it, is, it is good. So I would recommend seeing oh, that. I love a bit of ABBA. Who you should have mentioned, Kay, is Hugh Skinner. The gloriously funny... From Outnumbered? Uh, no, from W1A... Is the is the do we oh, be, yes, yes. yes who plays the yes, young yes, yes. Um, one of the young Pierce um, Brosnan yeah 
who sings Waterloo. I only know this because he's a lovely guy and I know him in real life, IRL, and he's brilliant and this is a huge thing. He's, he's, no, he and was everyone's, great. All the reviews are saying he stole the whole thing because he's so brilliant in that scene. I don't think yes. he stole it more than Cher. you his friends. Yes. Yeah, Boyd, I'm not being funny. I don't think he I was think better than Cher. You're better saying than he's better than Cher? Yes, I'm saying he's better than Cher. Is that what you're yes, saying I'm to me? Saying God, next you're going to be saying right. you're better than Cher. Are you better than Cher? But I'm not in the film so there's no way of knowing but he is in the film and he's better than Cher. This is the moment we realise that Boyd is a ridiculous human being okay i'm moving on now on. to the affair so Ooh. i won't go too much into it because obviously we reviewed it on <sighs> this show but some noises there well i tell Steph. you why because as Kay was probably about to reveal Kay and i had a very intense mm. text conversation about a particular episode yeah. oh. on a saturday morning was it yeah it was episode oh. four of the affair so last time we discussed it which is when it first started i think i had said something like you know Season three is a bit of dip for me. I didn't, you know, I think it was off the boil. A bit of dip? It's a bit of a dip. Free bit of dip. Mm. <laughs> and um, this is a return, total return to form. And episode four and five are fantastic. So... Does it by any chance focus on the character yeah. play? Oh. Okay. Episode, no, if you don't, hold on. If you are not aware and you're new to this podcast, there is an obsession that's been raging for years and years <laughs> and years and it is Kay's obsession with Pacey from Dawson's Creek. Oh my God, I'm obsessed. Also known as Joshua Jackson, yeah. the actor who is now single and Kay is, is hoping he, oh yeah, to wear. No, he's not. I've done some research. Oh, but anyway, anyway, but he's now playing Cole so in the show. this episode focuses on Cole, does it? Episode four does, right? And that's great because he goes on this like journey to... Um, he. His mum tells him that basically the dad went off for a period of time just on his own. So he goes to find out, you know, mm. where he went, what he did and have his own, his kind own of dad. journey. Yeah. Right. And have a journey of self-discovery himself. And it honestly, it is great. You you agree, don't you, Steph? Oh, it was the best episode. So I, honest, the it's next amazing. day. What, of all series? I'll tell you what it is. I tell you, the thing is, it's everything you want from that character. Yeah. Okay. So it's like if you could write the script yourself, everything you would want that character to do happens. Okay. But it's like incredibly this. satisfying. We I'm watched excited. it. He's so sexy in it. We watched it. We messaged repeatedly. The mm. next I came in feeling queasy and went home sick and I can only put that down to lovesickness. Mm. Ah. Yeah. I'm oh, lovesick. Boy, I mean, it's a real problem. It's a real problem. I mean, you know, the struggle at least is you're real. aware of the problem. That's yeah. the main thing. You can okay. deal with it. But also, just to mention, episode five, the following episode, which he's not in hardly at all, is also really, really good, yeah. isn't it? It, it? Just It's all around I Alison, think all the episodes have been brilliant. Um, and uh, Dominic West's character. I've forgotten his name now. What's his name? Dominic it doesn't West's matter. character okay. is called... Noah. 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 Oh, no, God. No, no, Noah. God, collective brain. Anyway, right. it's all about them. Okay. And um, it's really good. So... If you haven't started watching the new series and you haven't had a chance to, get on it ASAP. And finally, the other thing, I'm just laughing because John Dan rather rudely is yawning. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't an audible yawn. Kay did it. Did you hear Kay's gigantic <laughs> indoor, like it was an at-home yawn early today and the whole office looked at her. Well, yeah. the next job I used to oh, every day. Like that. <laughs> as soon as I like cry, I'm out. That's what happens every time I say anything. Like a tired elephant. It, it that is me. Gigantic yawn. Listen, I'm just a tired Nelly. I'm telling you. You were using asleep. your outside voice. It's because I spend so much time thinking about old Pacey oh. um, alright the other thing um, is Death in Paradise Ooh. so oh, Jolly Up guys no not Jolly Up it's a classic ITV Pogs. Jolly Up ITV, someone's isn't going it? to Guadalupe or BBC are they going one, to Guadalupe hold on a minute <laughs> or is it Guadalupe no it's Guadalupe no, it's, it's, neither, it's neither ITV nor is it Guadalupe it's BBC you're going, you're it's Guadalupe going and Gua Kay's going there you're going to Guadalupe for that Pogs, ITV I won't be here you'll have the fantastic John Dan in my place what a scandal no, it's not a scandal it's hard work I'm going there to go and interview the cast and to do a set visit hard work by me to arrange it oh it's it. a classic and I'm going, the tourist board is taking us around to do a travel feature and it's going to be really hard work and I'll probably die of um, dehydration it's so. literally a junket hold on a minute how long are you it's going for it's a junket how long are you going for 
Oh, like a week or something. Like I'm not going for a week. But not anyway, going for a week. But no. you know what? It's fine because with she the is, tourist board. It's fine because she is working. So while oh, yeah, while in between watching, on her tan, that's what yeah, she's working on. In between on. watching various people starring in Death in Paradise in mm. Guadeloupe, she's going to be writing previews and you know reading previews. I will be. I'm a hard worker. You're taking your laptop, anyway, I Yes, I am. So How anyway, are you? I have um, watched. Like in the past, I've watched a few episodes. She's taking a lot of bikinis is what she's taking. But I caught up on series seven because I hadn't seen all of it. And I have to say, I really... Do you know I've come a bit obsessed with it oh now? Oh, it's I very have. watchable. It's so watchable. And mm. the thing is... It's like, like a travel show. A lot of people say it's formulaic and stuff. And mm. it, is, it is the same format. There's, If you haven't watched it, there's uh, islands, which... Um, fictional island called St. Marie. And there's um, always a murder every week on it, which is solved by the police officer mm. in charge. This time it's Ardell O'Hanlon played by... Um, Obviously, the actor and he plays oh, he D.I. Jack guy? Mate. Yeah. Oh, everyone gets Chris, Chris Marshall. On the, su- the sunny they get three Island, months. Well, not everyone. <laughs> well, I mean, three actors so far. Is it still got what's his name from Red Dwarf in it? Cat. You know, the guy who's a cat in Red I, Dwarf. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think he's he is still in it. I like him. Do you know who's in it, though, who I'm a bit obsessed with from growing up? Don Warrington from Rising Damp. From Ooh. growing up. I thought growing up was the name of a show. <laughs> so did I. From my growing up. From your days. growing up. No, I said from growing up. Don Don Warrington well, yeah. of, 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 yeah, yeah, of Rising, Rising Dam. Yeah, he legend. played Philip. He's Absolute amazing. Legend, I'm yeah. literally going to be a bit starstruck when I see him. So, yeah. anyway, um, yeah. So, what work are you actually doing there? As I said, interviewing people and doing a visit and a travel piece. Ooh, All of them. Okay, just just get off my back. Do you know guys. what? It just it sounds is, like a I'm lot of fun. Joshing it is an official, officially sanctioned um, trip, work trip to Guadeloupe. And you sanctioned this, did you? I did. Oh, great. Well, I really fancy going to Florida. So let's just see how that, that a, turns. If you can find a hit TV show, don't be jealous. Based in Florida, you, yeah. Well, uh, as long as you bring me back a nice present. Okay, yeah. What do you want? I would like a, a sea turtle. <laughs> box set of Death in Paradise. I do not want a box of Death in Paradise. <laughs> yeah, I do okay. not want it's to see everyone else having a jolly up. I do like it, yeah. It's, oh, God, the location is beautiful. I can't wait to go there. Anyway. Yeah. And swim in the ocean. <laughs> Guadalupe. A. <laughs> Alright, so can we just nail this? So you Steph genuinely thinks that Guadalupe is pronounced Guadalupe. I just think in a musical it would definitely be called Guadalupe. <laughs> but we discussed this. It sounds if it was much more exciting. If it was Mamma Mia, it'd be Guadalupe. Where is Guadalupe? Oh god, John's got his hands in his head. Come on. Heads one more hands. bit, one more thing on Guadeloupe. Where the L, where the F is it's it? Caribbean. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's the insular region of France, located in the Leeward Islands, part of the yeah, Les Antilles from French. the Caribbean. Bonjour. So it's actually French. Yeah, French Polynesia. It's fine. Great. Right. Guadeloupe. Uh, quickly, uh, I watched... I finished, by the way. Thank you. Oh, I, th- I assumed you had. Yeah. Sorry. Wait. Uh, I watched the film Prayer Before Dawn. Now, funny enough, you're talking about crime things, prison-based crime things. Yeah. What was your face for it? Law-breaking Law-breaking shows. Law-breaking shows. This is a law-breaking film, but you can actually watch it on your television set officially, legally. What is it? It's on Curzon Home Cinema. It came out in cinemas uh, last this week, and it's on Curzon Home Cinema if you've got please that. Don't go into, please do not go into that. And that it's on again. iTunes. And it the is... Curzon Home Cinema app, though. You have to have the app, don't you? To be able to watch it. It's not, it's not difficult to get the app. No, but you know what? I was spending some time thinking about the Curzon oh Home God. Cinema app. No, no, no. And the, app, I the reason that I think it's actually quite good is if you go to a Curzon Cinema, you're playing per person. But if you're having the app, you're just paying what, one here and you can have as many people around as you want. That's like any So True. actually it's fine. And also you can just get it on iTunes. Anyway, it is a film um, all about a real life case of a boxer, a kind of British boxer who got in, the, to, in a bad way, got in with bad crowds. What's it called? And Bad Drugs. Prayer Before Dawn is the name of the film. You didn't say that. I did. I said it, I think, because you were talking over me because you were so excited about the Curse in the Home Cinema. All right. Um, 
And it's um, stars Joe Cole, who you will recognise from Peaky Blinders oh, and Skins. He is such he a talent. Is. So this is he his is so star-making good. role. Okay. Charles Gant, our esteemed... Yes, Charles Gant, our esteemed <laughs> film reviewer, gave it five whole stars oh, wow. in Heat Magazine. From Chaz, that's From a big Chaz, deal. From Chaz, that's a wow. big deal. Mm, so no I messing. thought, right, I've got to go and see this film. Then I'm cranking up my iTunes, checking out what's new. It's it, only on there, isn't it? It's only on there. Oh. So I thought, oh, okay, I'm going to buy it. And I watched it. And it's How incredible. It? It's really gruelling and How distressing. Much Oh, you always ask how much yes, it was. Yes, because it's I a service. But you listen, you Will just you come, for every you come across. Watch it. No. But boy, this is the thing. If you don't tell people how much it was, it's just like you've got this money fountain in your house <laughs> and it's just raining was, down on you. It was and six ninety nine. It doesn't matter. That's you, you can can't rent say it. It's not true. You can rent it and buy it, and it's cheaper to rent. So rent is probably only like three ninety nine or something. Anyway, that's we not need to important. know. It it's is important. If anyone goes to iTunes, they'll see how much it costs. That was. Literally through gritted teeth. I know. It is a very <laughs> gruelling, gruellingly realistic portrayal of this British guy ending up in this Thai jail, this famously horrendous mm. Thai jail. And what the what the what the film very cleverly does is it doesn't give you the subtitles much of what the Thai people, the prison guards and the prisoners are saying to him. So you see it from, oh. from his point of view. It's like, yeah, if you oh, arrived, quite, yeah, yeah that's smart. it's very clever. So some of the things they say, like really important things they say for plot reasons, are, are given subtitles, but a lot of it isn't given subtitles. Mm. So they're just talking at him, and he's like, I don't understand what you're Listen, saying. Listen, do you know what it is? Us Thai people, we don't like subtitles. Oh, right, exactly. Yeah. Are you, of course you are. Yeah, I am indeed are, half Thai. It's 51% Thai? 51% Thai. Um, so it's... It's a classic prison drama because it does all the things that, you know, a guy, it's, it's horrendous stuff that he goes through. Is there a phone up the bum? There isn't a phone up the bum. There's all kinds of things he has to watch. There is it's, it's some horrible stuff. Mm, it's not, it's an 18th certificate for a reason. Ooh. But it's also, he's so incredible in it mm. um, that, you know, it's, I think, you know, in any, I'm, I'm, he'd definitely be up for BAFTAs and Oscars and stuff. If, but it's out now. So it's like, will people remember it in, you know, in a year's time when that well, those our job to make them why, why do they it, do boys? that? Strange stuff. It's, it's annoying, yeah. Mm. But it's brilliant. Anyway, it's a really good film if you can if you can bear the grimness of it. And you'll know within about five minutes because it starts grim and it carries on being grim. And it's Does not it... the most realistic boxing. The boxing scenes so are who's, unbelievable. Who's the name of the real-life guy? The name of the real-life guy is um, Billy Moore. And it's a real story. And yeah, it's... I mean, it's in be- you know, it's it's dramatically licensed. Mm. But Billy Moore, they've had, they've, I know they've had screenings where Billy Moore has been interviewed about, you know, mm. asking him about how. But I think it's it's fairly. What did he do? What did he do to get in prison? Can you just look at a watch. Huh, Why was he in prison for, in the first place? What drug issue? So drug drug dealing. Drug, well, we don't we, yeah. we do not put up with the drugs in Thailand. Drugs. Just don't. say no. Just say no. Um, secondly, I went to see um, the new. TV BBC Two drama Black Earth Rising that I'm sure we'll um, review when it actually comes out in a few weeks' time. All that I want to say rubbish. is, all I want to say Cole, is, it's it? Michaela Cole of Chewing okay. Gum fame, who's right, an absolute legend <laughs> and genius. It's a flip flop, and it's it a really big, big dramatic role. So okay. she's fam- very famous for creating and writing her own sitcom, which is which is a brilliant show. We reviewed that, did we review that? I think so. I'm, Maybe. I assume we review everything. Um, this is her big, big intense, heavy drama. It's from the guy, Hugo Blick, who wrote and created The Honourable Woman. Did you see that? With Maggie Gyllenhaal. No, oh, no I didn't. It was great. And with that dealt with the Middle East politics okay. and The Shadow Line, which oh. was a brilliant thriller created a few years Where ago. Where can I see that Maggie Gyllenhaal thing? Um, on DVOD, probably or iTunes. I don't have a DVD player. It might be on Netflix. Check it out. Okay. Anyway, this is all about a mother and a daughter relationship. Um, a, 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 a white lawyer, very, very kind of 
successful rich white lawyer adopts this young black girl from the, who's a victim of the Rwandan genocide back oh, in the wow. mid-90s. And it's all about this huge conflict they have when a new case comes up. I can't say more on that because it's all embargo and everything, as these things are. It's not on for a few weeks. But we're, we're, I'm sure, hopefully, I'll force you to, review, to watch oh, it. Oh, God, yeah, that sounds good. I really want to watch it. Just say, Michaela Cole doing big emotions. Incredible. Oh, I love Michaela Cole. And finally, I've been mm. re-watching... The Leftovers. Do you remember we did review? Do you remember we reviewed season three, episode one of The Leftovers? Yeah. Which you both like. You'd watched season one, I think. I missed watched season two. one. Missed out two. I haven't seen any of it. Was bewildered and furious mm. that I'd forced you to watch this completely. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like me. The Leftovers is that it was this HBO thing um, all about starring Mr. Jennifer, ex Jennifer Aniston. Ex Jennifer oh, Aniston. Aniston. Yeah. Who's brilliant. And it's all about this thing happens um, on this date where 2% of the world's population disappear mm-hmm. without mm. any explanation. It's all about the aftermath of that how people deal with it bizarre religious sex that grow up and now I watched I, wa- I, th- I, see, I was like I'm, I thought I watched the whole of season one but I didn't because when it first started season one's I was good like, I was like oh, I'm not sure if I like it that much so I was kind of went in and out of season one now it's all on Sky box sets it has been for a while I think but and, I, and we, we reviewed the first episode of season three and yeah. I kind of dipped in and out of season three I think I said at the time it's one of the greatest things ever it's now definitely officially because I'm doing a whole rewatch why are you I'm now watching up to, it because I, because I knew that I haven't really watched every single episode, and it's an every it's twenty eight episodes, and you do have to watch every single episode, and it is unbelievably brilliant. No, it's, I might, I might yeah, try it again. Yeah, actually, then try it again. It's incredible. That's all I'm saying, and it's very right, maybe I will because it's about religious religion mm. and faith and religious sex and extremism and stuff. It's it's so. Where do you say we can religious get it? sex? Sky box not sets. sex because it sounded like you said religious sex. Relig- oh, and that. Um, <laughs> there's plenty of that. Um, Good old religious sex. Yeah, and it's got. It's got an incredible cast and it's phenomenal. Okay. It's a rewatch. The Leftovers. Now, you can't say anything about me bringing up films from 1986 now. No. No. Would never do that. No. What tweets and stuff have you got to talk well, about? Well, now is time for the, the tweets tweet before the meat. Okay. There's a bit of a theme here. You'll Uh-oh. soon see. Um, first of all, let's start with um, Gertie Perkins 8. Gertrude Perkins. Gertie Perk. Love the show as always, but a couple of corrections. Oh. Oh, A, the Spinnaker Tower is in Portsmouth, not Southampton. B, Taskmaster is funny. Now, I did reply to this. Yeah. Gertie. I obviously said that was incorrect. But also, I thought I'd said, so this is, we talked about um, Love Your Garden last week. And Mm -hmm. I mentioned a woman, a 90-year-old called Betty, um, and said how she had abseiled down the Spinnaker Tower. Um, And I thought I'd said Portsmouth, because I knew it, and I'd written it down. But I think because I was having a rage blackout because your rank disrespect to Betty, Steph particularly, I think I said Southampton by mistake. So I did apology. Mm. Apologies? I did apologise. I did apologies. I did apologies. And she said, she replied, she said, understandable in the circumstances. Fousey them all. Hashtag (gasps) go Betty. Gertie so. Perk, she's really turned against yeah. us. Yeah, Fousey them all. Master's not funny, Gertie. Um, and then we also had a reply from at Cedar Master who said, I want to watch Love Your Garden now in the hope that Alan Titchmarsh builds Betty a 100-foot wall in her garden to upsell down. You Aww. should watch it. You definitely should watch it. You're definitely going to cry, Cedar Master. Now, Cedar Master's real name is Sean Gachty, which is a good name. Gerrity. I like to just call them by their Twitter handle. What about that person who didn't say anything nice about me last week? Did they not tweet? The person in in New Zealand. Not saying you need it or anything, but... But we asked him to tweet. Yeah, something nice about you. He didn't get yeah, back in touch. because he said something nice no. about you, something nice about you, Couldn't. and then you didn't say anything nice about me. Ooh. Um, I think I probably just haven't printed that out. I'll bring it next week. But you definitely did say something nice about me. 
When you're in Guadalupe, if I don't get a tweet, I'm <sighs> furious. Is that was that tweets and stuff? Yeah, that's yeah. that's all we had. And um, we should say this stage, carry on tweeting us at um, the Amicable Podcast. Big announcement alert. We have got quite a big announcement, which is that we're essentially going to reinvent this podcast quite soon, aren't we? In the next, yeah. I'm going to say within the next few weeks. It's a reboot. We're going to reboot. We're going to reimagine. And it's going to be called something else. It'll still be us three. It'll be the same old shit, but... Um, I, I just don't think you should call it shit, but okay. carry on. Same old glorious stuff, but we're <laughs> going to have a total uh, uh, yeah, new title, basically. We'll tell you what it is before it happens. Mm. Well, we really should happen. tell them what it is, otherwise we won't know where the Yeah, because you've got to search us, you're going to start following us again. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and also, great news, we're going to start the count oh, for reviews again. Here we go. <laughs> so... Yeah, bad news, guys, we can't take the reviews with remember, us. We wanted a hundred reviews before a certain amount of time, and then we got a Pat Val cake. And I'm we'll not, be beginning that whole thing again I haven't agreed in a to fresh this. new format. No, I haven't agreed <laughs> to this. We didn't discuss this. This wasn't on the agenda. Well, that's what's going to happen. Mm, Something's going to happen. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, keep an eye out um, for announcements. And also get in touch if you do want to like if you do want to suggest any stuff because we are looking at the format, aren't we? So if you have any, as I Maybe said, you've well, got an idea a, for a new name for us. D- DM us with ideas. As I said last week. Yeah, we're open to all suggestions, but we were obviously carrying on doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, Belligerent dinosaur. Oh, that's what you wanted permission to call me. Yeah. yeah. Was it this particular juncture? No, I actually had called oh, you before. Coming, did you? <laughs> yeah. When? I can't tell you now. Uh, carry on. What did she call you? A belligerent a dinosaur. dinosaur. Just yeah. a John Dan. It doesn't count. Yeah, but you're a nice dinosaur, like a Diplodocus. Oh, uh, yeah. The, the vegetarian ones, even though you're not vegetarian because you eat chicken. But they are. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> that is the main news. Moving on to the meat. First of all, people, it's nine one one, which is the American equivalent of nine nine nine. Did you know that, mm, Steph? Are I you did, aware of that? I did know that. Did you? you yeah. know it from watching films and stuff. I know it from watching films and stuff. Lived in America for a bit, so I knew yeah. that, and just my general knowledge. Good. This is the new series from powerhouse showrunner Ryan Murphy of Glee, American Horror Story, and American Crime Story fame. It is starting on the Sky Witness, which is the new title, slightly oddly, of Sky Living. It's Why been is Sky it Living for well, it's, it's been Sky Living for decades. I don't, sp- hold on, is we've it, been the Unmissables for a year and a half. We're changing. True. Oh, that's a great point. Um, can I ask you a question? Is this a temporary rename, or is this now for life? I think it's. I thought it was temporary. I think it's for life, but I haven't triple checked. Okay. They often like saying. to do this rebranding of a of a channel, though, don't they? And then add a couple of yeah. Of not often, sometimes, yeah. Sky Witness is one of the. It's what? Sky. No, it's true. Isn't it? It's not that often. It's been Sky Living for, for effing decades, as far as I can remember. Anyway, Sky Witness, I think you'll agree, is a slightly odd. I like it. Okay, good. I think, do you know what I think is weird? Sky Living. That is weird. <laughs> Why? Because it doesn't mean anything. Sky Do- Living John is John Daddy is literally shaking his head at your, at your why would you like to describe as belligerent... No, no, no. Um, Sky Living is ridiculous. Sky Witness is actually a good name. Yeah. Well done. I mean, look, yeah. the proof's in the pudding. They've changed. Sky Living's gone. Sky yeah. Witness is the new thing. Anyway, not to get caught up in the title of the channel, <laughs> this show is called 911 and is on Sky Witness from next Wednesday, 15th of August. And it is Ryan Murphy's new show. And it's all about what they call in America the first responders. So it's the firefighters mm. it's the ambulance people it's the police the absolute heroes the absolute heroes and you meet the specific people whose job it is to take these emergencies from the woman who works at the call centre played by Connie Britton of Nashville fame she works in the 911 centre she takes the calls in fact her role is pretty much 
getting with their headphones on, getting these calls from members of the public about their emergencies, and kind of reacting. Her, her whole thing is reacting to all these people. And yeah. sometimes the the examples are. I think she's got the hardest job. She has got the hardest job. Exactly. So you know, has her, she? Yeah, yes. she has. So her, the cases okay. run the gamut from I'm being strangled by my pet snake, which is one of the emergencies mm. dealt with, to my KFC is like being delivered. Oh, yeah. Which is an less. emergency, but no, still right. of okay. a varying degree. Yeah, indeed. Um, we also meet Angela Bassett's character, oh. who is an LA police patrol sergeant who often kind of ends up being at the same scene of these incidents as the fire people. The firefighters are led by Peter Krause's character. There's a new young buck firefighter called Evan, who is... Just we saying, having a right old jolly time <laughs> using the fire mm. thing truck to go and have dates with various women. His oh. hose is getting some action. He's Steady. having some, you know, and you know how I feel about daytime sex. I know. I'm not, I'm <laughs> oh, any sex. It. I forgot how you felt about daytime I d- sex. Not in the daytime. That's nighttime. Activity. That is the rule. And um, it's really a big, huge, slick, big budget, um, mainstream, fast-moving American drama series about all of these situations. What did you think of it, Kay? I really liked it. I, I didn't think I would, but I'm. I think it's really. It's got everything right. So it's got the drama and the jeopardy of the situations. It's got the domestic situations. So each of these first aiders has something major going on in their private lives, um, ranging from like uh, marriage problems to there's one guy who's got past addiction pro- issues. So it's got all that. Plus you've got the, the you know when like the um, the workplace issues. But I have to say one thing I didn't like. So I really loved it. One thing I didn't like or I found irritating at first and got used to, was Evan Buckley, played by Oliver Stark. So he is the Daytime new... Daytime sex boy. Yeah, yeah he's mm. he's incredibly cheesy. And I know he's meant to be like that because he's full of bravado and he's like, you know, he just saves people in any manner he thinks fit and, you know, he's re- the rebel. Mm. But I just found it a bit much. However, because it's so slick and actually, apart from that, the dialogue's really good, I was able to forgive it. But that's my only... Right, His nickname pleased. is Firehose and not just because he's a firefighter. Mm. <laughs> Uh, exactly. It is cheesy. I say embrace the cheese. Yeah. Yes. I think you have to with Consume these kinds of shows. and delight in the cheese. So yeah. it's like, it's kind of more, because obviously I think Ryan Murphy, um, if you think of the American Horror Story, American Crime Story side of his career, mm. those things are incredibly um, kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Deep, quite, make Dense quite profound, serious, densely yeah. layered things, making points about society and all of that. Particularly um, the American Crime Story, less American Horror Story, it's more mm. a romp. This, I guess this, Glee was Kadget's cheesy elements. I mean, yeah. it was literally people singing songs. Kay loved it. Hated Famously it. liked. <laughs> but th- I think this is the most mainstream bit thing soapy. he's done. Quite mm. a little bit soapy, as you say, but because he's, he, he gets the best writers and the be- the cast is brilliant. You know? The yeah. cast is amazing, incredible. I I the cast is it's very much a Shonda Rhimes cast. Did you ever watch? Because yeah. um, Shonda Rhimes loves Peter Krause, yes. and much to my horror, they cancelled yeah. the, ca- the Catch, yeah, which yeah, was yeah. one of my most favourite Shonda Rhimes things. I don't know. Really? I love the Catch, mm, which had didn't Peter. Do very well, yeah. I don't know why it was such a good show. Mm. Anyway, they cancelled that, but now Peter Krause got a new job, yep. so it's fine. Yep. And I find him incredibly watchable. Yes. I could watch anything he does. I yes. loved him from Six Feet Under. Brilliant. He's amazing. But yeah, the thing about this is it's just so... These shows are so addictive, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've just got... I don't know what it is. It's like that addictive quality. It's, you, can't, you can't stop watching them. I know. It's, it's, it's so addictive, yeah. You can't put your finger on why it's so good but, and why I mean, you, you care can. so much. Well, I think this... I mean, in this pilot, this is like one of the best... I gave it five stars 
spoiler alert in when I previewed it in the magazine, just because I think, you know, it's like it's like a, if you're going to come up with a pilot episode for a new mm. series, it's got everything say, in it. It's it? got everything. It Every everything character it, yeah. is oh, interesting. And Angela Bassett, oh, Angela God, she's Bassett, fantastic. exactly, yeah. isn't she? Exactly. Um, and the fact that Connie, Connie Britton is there yeah. taking the bloody calls and just literally yeah. reacting to them either. Oh, yeah. that's terrible. And it, it mm. is, is extraordinary. Can I just say though? I don't think. Say however you like. Can I just say? I don't want everyone to think that this is a massive, massive cheese fest. Uh, what oh, I do, no, what no. I'd liken this to is a sprinkling of Parmigiano Reggiano on the top. Yeah. It's a sprinkling. Yeah, yeah? it's yeah. not. It's not a full Edam situation. A little bit of, a little bit of mozzarella atop, teeny tiny atop, bit, yeah. atop the tangy tomato sauce. Yeah, mm. that's of why yeah. the main crux it's of the story. Is what it is. And there's mm. one storyline. So there's, there's. I mentioned the pet snake one. So they have to rescue this woman from her own pet snake, which is strangling her. The one, the best one I thought was discovery of a baby they think there's a baby crying in the wall of this guy of this kind of like stoner dude's flat mm. and I won't spoil it but how that plays out is pretty incredible mm. and you, I think you just watched it didn't you That's I just bit. watched that yes. bit and I was there's also humour because you know that the um the Evan character who's the young buck when they come to the snake bit he's just like because he's so full of advice he's like oh god why can't I just punch it in the head I was like yeah that's yeah. a good line yeah it's Incredibly entertaining. And I, as I've already uh, exclusively revealed, given it five stars. So I have to give it five stars on the podcast. Well, you've got to be consistent. Yeah. Otherwise, people will call you names. Yeah. I'm going to give it four and a half. I'm going to give it four and a half too. Is that because you've only watched 16 minutes? Well, I've only watched 16 minutes. Yeah. So I feel like Fine. it would be wrong. You can watch the full hour, including adverts, on Sky Witness next Wednesday, 15th of August at nine o'clock, nine one one. Moving on. To what I think is the fourth series, should have checked, of Fake or Fortune. The fourth? Yeah, maybe wrong. Third? I, I thought second. Oh, no, it's definitely more than two. It's definitely, it? definitely third or fourth, yeah. Much... It's slightly crept under the radar, because crept under the radar even, because Fake or Fortune had a Sunday early evening slot, kind of like Antiques Road showy, six, Five seven o'clock. o'clock. Mm. Seven o'clock, I oh, think. Right. Um, but now it's gone prime time. It's nine o'clock. From next Sunday, really? yes, doesn't Sunday. feel like a nine o'clock show. Oh, nine well, p.m. We might have well, or does, it, or does or it, Kay? Or does it? Oh yeah, or does it? Steph, what the hell is fake or fortune? Okay, fake or fortune. Lots of rich people have stuff in their house that they've paid a lot of money for, but they're not sure whether it's worth the money they paid for it or whether actually it's worth nothing at all. Q, Fiona Bruce, she off the Antiques Roadshow, which my mum went to the other day, and she stood behind Fiona Bruce so she could get on camera. Oh, anyway, that's a little interlude. <laughs> what, can you find out when that song? Because we recommend it's the Pogs. Yeah, it's a, it's the um, where was it? Rest Park. They All were right. at. Yeah, we're going to keep an eye peeled for that. Anyway, um, Fiona Bruce with her um, expert friend Philip Mould. Am I saying his name right? I think so. Yeah. Moldy. Philip Mould, yeah. okay, Mold. and they together basically conduct almost a criminal, and then sometimes very much a criminal, investigation as to whether the artwork is or isn't fake or fortune. It's real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the best description of, yeah, that was think of the other yeah. opposite yeah, well, real. <laughs> because you're confused because the title is Fake or Fortune because it's alliterative. But yeah. in real life, you wouldn't fake. say, is it fake oh, or is it fortune? You go, is fake or is it real? I know, I couldn't get Genuine. that your version. Genuine. Anyway, it's... yeah. Can I say what I thought of it? It first? is like it is like an art mystery series. Isn't it, it is. It? It's it is. an investigative show. And you, of course, you can. Can you just say what you think of it? Yes, you can. Right. So I started, and I will just say I've never watched this show before. And in the first sort of three minutes, I thought, Oh Christ! One hundred sixty-five thousand pounds on some silly painting of a vase and two pears. You got more money than sense, love. I hope it is fake. That's, That's Lynn, what I thought. the real person who bought the painting 
by this artist. It's William, William Nicholson, Nicholson. Who, yeah. For, for that amount of money. Yes, carry on. So I just thought, oh my God, life is too short to be watching these rich people who are flaunting their wealth in such a ridiculous way on a primetime show, is what I thought. And then... I just became completely gripped because the way like Fiona Bruce is incredibly watchable and the journey that you go on is just like the the depths that they go to to find Mm. out whether this thing is fake or not the provenance provenance. I mean it's just it is addictive and you can't then you can't stop watching it but (laughs) I would just like to say that the most annoying thing about this preview is you get to the end of the hour waiting for the when they open the letter to find out whether it is real or fake don't know Cut yes off. we should make it clear so what 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 Steph is referring to here listeners is those of us who get to watch the bbc previews website where mm. they put up for tv critics like us yeah um forthcoming programs to watch this we've all watched it and then we got to the 55 minutes of it and they cut off. They think we can't, or anyone can be trusted, they which is fair enough. Us. They don't trust us journalists yeah. to not keep secret the ending, the it's reveal. It's like the Bake Off. I mean, the They stopped doing Bake Off and they trusted people after a while to, to be able to keep mm. secret who wins each But it's made me off. want to know even more. Well, of course. It's worse. Now we have to wait. Now we have to when wait until next on? bloody Sunday oh, to find God. out whether it's but. I desperate. I tried to Google it. Okay. Kay, what did you think? Right, I completely agreed with Steph. When I first started watching this, I was like, no, Had no. you not seen it before? No. And then, like you, similarly, I got hooked. My Drawn two f- in. My two favourite bits. One, um, Fiona talks to a reformed art for- forger Ooh, called so John Meyer um, to find out he, if he's ever faked a Nicholson painting before because then they'll be able to whittle down whether this really is a fake, They right? meet, in an, in, meet, meet in a little pub, don't they? Yeah, the they meet in a pub. pub. My favourite part about that is he's talking about it and he, he said that, you know, there's quite a lot of 120 fake faked paintings of his out there in the world. But he's he done w- his time, people. He's done he's, his time. Yeah, he's reformed. He's done his time. Um, but he won't say w- which ones they are. And she's like, you know, kind of like, why not? And he says, I don't know, he thinks it would be immoral to reveal if they mm. were fake, fake paintings. I think maybe his moral compass is on the shonk. I think it's right? on the shonk too. I think it is, because yeah. that just cracked me up that he thinks it's immoral to say. Well, because he thinks if you own a um, painting and you think it's real, he thinks it's immoral to... Tell them at the late stage the that late it's stage, fake, yeah, but I just think it's, it's flawed. It's yeah. flawed, yeah. Okay, anyway, but also my other favourite thing is, um, which made me laugh a lot, is these art experts and the way they talk. So oh. there's one particular art expert talking about one of these paintings, in your case, the light suff- um, suffuses the painting and marinates it in this wonderful human hue that brings everything together mm. stuff like that that is I very mean, a funny a lot of it is a lot of guff isn't it but it is interesting guff yeah it's a little just a little but bit you know what guff it, it, come on boy are you accusing li- are you accusing moldy and brucey and their collective experts they've gathered to solve this extraordinary case mm. guff definitely full of guff no it's not it's not it, guff it's just it, the way they speak, yeah like, the way some of the experts talk about the painting oh. i found quite but amusing. it's like it's oh my god boy it's like it's you. life and death how dare you it madam. is like life and death if this painting I mean, this woman. You had a 165 grand painting that you didn't. You told it's not real. When you're talking about something marinated in light, that's what I'm talking about. Boyd, this woman has got so much money. She did. She's. Did you see her flat? I mean, that was another real plus for me. When you see the inside of her house, she's got loads of cash. Just say, Lynn, if you're listening, this is Steph Sealand. If you want to tell her that you're fully within your right, allegedly believe that this she has a lot of cash. You can live your life however you want, and you know we all hope and pray that your painting is real. We'll find. 
find out. It's not going to hurt that much Sunday. if it's not. All right, she'll be all right. Anyway, we should say that the the incredible thing it is it is this is a brilliant format. It's one of the it best is. formats, you know, of recent years. Factual formats. It's so it must be so hard. I, I think this is the third or fourth series, and why I always think about it. I think the previous two series have been four episodes each, which is quite rare for a TV series. But it must be so hard. I always mm. think to find because not only have you got to find people like Lynn who have. Lynn. These treasures, these um, these or does artworks, she? Or, or are they? Or they don't, well, they don't know. So you have to find someone who has got a thing they don't know if it's real or not, or there must be some reason to doubt that it's but real. But I think after a while, they probably don't have to go and search for them. Oh, no, people get in touch, right? I'm about to say, of course, people get in touch, yeah. yeah. But then the story has to be riveting enough to warrant this hour of TV. So it's Ooh. like, because, for example, there's one point. For yeah. example, at the at, as you said, when they get John Might involved, which is about halfway through this opening episode, yeah. the fake the forger, and she's going through the thing and says, did you did you paint this? If you said yes, then the, the, the yeah. show's over at that point. Ooh. Do you know what I mean? Do you know so what? It's, it's kind of incredible. They have to, the way they put this thing together, it's a brilliant piece of factual programming. The be- I mean, you've alluded to the amount of times they say provenance, provenance. which they say a lot one of the best bits is when they find out I'm not going to tell you what it is they find out that they are able to date this picture and find out where it had been before Lynn had it (laughs) and then there's a a really interesting little tidbit about whose house that was and then whose house it became it's great Yeah, I think we're allowed to say it's George Michael's house you mean that bit (gasps) That's fine. That's not a big mystery. That's just a little moment. Fiona little Booth a... just little drops it in a little. Yeah, but factual... it's exciting. Yeah, it is, yeah. Oh, you've ruined it now. No, I don't think I've ruined anything. Okay. Um, <laughs> Fiona Bruce, they're a brilliant duo as well. Fiona Bruce, Bruce Bluth, Freddie Bruce, and mm. Philip Mould are fantastic. It is a brilliant show. I'm sorry, and it's getting five stars from me. I'm giving it four stars. I'm going to give it four and a half. Mm. Fake <laughs> or fortune begins the new series, third, fourth, whatever. BBC One, Sunday the twelfth of August at nine p.m. New slot. Everyone, 9pm. Finally, Jamie Oliver cooks Italy. <laughs> what can this be about? <laughs> it's Kay so simple. is going to unveil the mystery I can do of one this line. enigmatic show. Yeah. Jamie Oliver and his mate slash mentor, Gennaro Contaldo. What a fantastic name. Um, basically go around Italy and go and check out all the nonnas, all the um, Italian families and get their recipes. Um, I should say which island? From the Aeolian Islands? Yeah, yeah, Aeolian Islands. Yeah, yeah. Aeolian Islands. Aeolian um, Islands. Yeah, and so they go around, and for example, there's a 93-year-old caper farmer called Francina who teaches Jamie how to make stuffed squid, and also he k- cooks a delicious Sunday lunch with the matriarch, one of the oldest families on the island, um, and she cooks, I think, a nice chicken and aubergine pot roast. And that is it. Mm. It's a half an hour tour a lot of shots of Jamie on his Vespa, isn't it? Going round to various nonnas' houses. <laughs> the um, two words that cropped up a lot in this opening. Nonna. Nonna. Nonna and caper. Yes, there caper. There were a lot of capers. There's a caper fest. Do you know, I mean, how many effing capers does anyone My need? absolute favourite thing about this show is, you know when you go abroad but you and you sort of adopt the kind of accent of the place but you still continue <laughs> to speak English? Yeah. So is, that is my favourite thing yeah. that Jamie does in this Although he goes, he goes, can I, he does speak a bit of Italian but he goes, can I have some of these? Like, <laughs> and that is my number one favourite thing about he what happens to English like a, people no, when they go abroad. He does have a kind of mock Italian. 
Italian. Italian. E- easy talk, eh? He does things, he Jambo does. Oliver. It's hilarious. It is funny, it is funny. It is good. And the amount of times he thinks he has to say nonna I and know. kiss these poor women's foreheads. Oh, what have they done no. to deserve? No, they, <laughs> they I know. They're all sort of bent over now, as well. Now, here's my just serious listen. question. They like I'm, him. They, they like I him. Know, I'm joking. Have we had enough of Jamie? Well, no, my, my answer is no. question. Jamie Oliver, a lot of people hate him. He gets so much hate. On this week, only this week on Twitter, I noticed someone um, tweeted a, I think it must be from this book. So there's obviously a new book of him cooking in Italy as well. And in the inside page, there's um, a list of his kids and he dedicates the book to his kids. And there's all, all you know, they've all got funny names like Poppy, Doofus, Honey, Kitten, that's yeah. Jonathan Ross's kids. But anyway, um, they've all got interesting, unusual names and people have been relentlessly taking the pee out of the way he's named his kids and slagging oh, him off. Oh, that's a no-no. People no. slag him off all the time. Oh, I, no. Now, I... Oh, uh, it's just tall poppy syndrome. Right. No, that's not so, nice. I think, because think they, And any... also, there's so many things to take the piss out of him for. The his children know oh, no, the no, least what? of it. No, that's my question. So they I've, are. Um, no, they're not taking piss out of the children. They're taking piss out of him for naming them that. And they're saying, you know, oh, you know... Yeah, but that's still you, bringing the kids I agree, in. I agree. I'm not down with that. But my question is... So you're saying you're agreeing there are loads of things to take the piss out of him for. Do you find is it valid to find him that irritating and be that annoyed about him? I think I think some people find him annoying. I personally don't find him annoying, and I mean. I think the measure of a great cookery show is if you're watching it and you're salivating and it makes you feel hungry. And absolutely, that is what this show does. And I do kind of, I really like his relentless enthusiasm about things. And also, I like the fact that he's deferring to people. He doesn't, these people know better than him in so many ways. These people have been cooking for... 50 years, they use, you know, all local produce and stuff. And I really enjoy that about him. I think, look, love him or hate him, he's a good old chef and he does make some <laughs> lovely dishes. It would have been awkward, wouldn't it, Kay, if he'd have started telling 93-year-old caper He's been cooking for 80 Franchino, years. Franchino, who's yeah. been for 80 years, let's <laughs> yeah. be clear, oh, what yeah. to do, how to, how to yeah. sew up her um, up stuffed order. squid. The word I'd use about this is seductive. The backdrop, Ooh, yeah, no, I, very honestly, saucy word. No, but like the backdrop, the food, like the way he talks about the food. And, yeah, Jamie and Oliver. It, and it's not, no, no, not yeah. even that. But he doesn't talk about food in the way that you know Nigella does. Like trying to be, it's just like he's so passionate about it that he yeah. makes you enthusiastic about it. Yeah. So I actually really I do love enjoy this. the scenery as well, though. Yeah, it's beautiful. And it's 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 a kind of a little bit of a history lesson as well. It's got it all. Yes, yeah, it's, 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 it's not one. Break, guys. It's not one for vegetarians, though. Is it? I mean, that's the only thing I would to, say. I, I the do, rabbit. Capers don't have meat in it. That was the only thing I said. I, d- I did really have to stop watching it when they said they were going to cook rabbit because I love bunnies yeah. or runny babbits, no as needs, they should be called. No one needs rabbit. Nobody wants to eat and bunny he's like He's probably an evangelist for eating rabbits as well. Yeah, he's I like, mean, that's going pe- too A lot far. of people don't know about uh, rabbit, but it's just like chicken. That, oh I'm my not God. Down also, with. everyone's saying everything tastes like chicken needs to stop. But anyway, well, not everything tastes like chicken. He did, he, but he as I said, the best thing about it is when he. Does English with a slightly Italian accent, which is hilarious. Sorry. Can I help you with these? <laughs> I don't know why. Can I is. take one? <laughs> That's what he says. He's turned into Are you sure funny. you're not listening to Gennaro Gentaldo, who no, is actually Italian? No, no. Watch okay. out for it. It's okay. my favourite thing. Jamie cooks Italy. How many stars? Steph. Four. Four and a half. She's giving it half. Three and a half. Ooh, Ooh. Snooty oh, you, you, Are you one of those people that tweeted those bad stuff about him? Yeah. Not, no. Leave his kids alone. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the big Floyd's of the wall. Leave his, Leave kids, his kids alone. alone. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm nothing against him, but it was a little bit, I don't know, the rabbit stuff. 
can do but that's about rabbit. I don't want to see rabbit. No, poor skinned rabbits. Little, poor little thumper. Anyway. Oh, he's happy to Pizza. eat chicken though. That's, the meat is over. We've finished out literally the rabbit meat of yeah. the podcast. And it's time. It's that time. What time it's is it? It's <laughs> question time. We need to get slicker with that. 70 episodes. Yeah, it's not very really slick. In honour of the uh, Jamie Cooking Italy, mm. what is your favourite Italian film or TV thing? Steph. Oh, my my name <laughs> is she Steph. She put her hand up just for anyone. My name is Steph, and my favorite Italian film oh, is yeah. Only You. Which I thought you say Only Fools and Horses. I was not Only You, which is an incredible film starring the great Marissa Tomei or Tomei, however you say that, and Robert Downey Jr. Um, and it is set in Tuscany, uh, Poggibonsi. If you have not watched this film, it's absolutely fan bloody tastic marissa tomei is told that she is going to the man of her dreams has a very specific name and robert downey jr pretends that that is his name because he's fallen in love with her follows her to italy and the romantic craziness that ensues is just everything it is absolutely brilliant didn't Have i recommend my cousin Vinny the other week with marissa you yeah. did oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah fine Good. We're having a real Marissa Tomei yeah, off, aren't it's a we? Fest. But it's wonderful. The the whole filming filming of it is beautiful settings, and you won't get a better duo than Marissa Tomei and Robert Downey Jr. And that's why they reunited them in Spider Man Homecoming. Spider Man Homecoming. Yes, I, I said it. Spider Man. <laughs> yeah. Spider Man. Spider Man. <laughs> Does whatever a Spider Man can. Hey, <laughs> what Italian thing are you choosing? Right, my Italian based choice is. Roman Holiday. Oh, oh of course. Yes. Of course. I was so Quite happy sick. when you um, asked this question. Yeah. The best Audrey Hepburn film, as you know. Uh, Audrey Hepburn plays the young princess on her royal tour um, who is followed by um, Gregory Peck as a journalist who's reporting on her and they have a little adventure together. A romance, maybe. I don't want to spoil it, Boyd, <laughs> if you haven't seen it. It's Bo- just a holiday. Boyd, what's your favourite Italian thing? Don't say the Italian job. No. Okay. Don't be silly. The trip to Italy. Oh, of course. Yes. Bryden. Yeah. Coogan. It's the dream. Impressions. Yeah. Italian vistas. Spectacular. Can I just tell you, my granddad only just found out that that is not real. My mum phoned me. She went, you will never believe what your granddad's just said to me. Italy's real. No, but she said, you'll never believe what your granddad's just said to me. And I said, what did granddad just say? And she said, we were watching the trip to Spain or something. Yeah, that was the next one. She said... He thinks the trip to Spain is a documentary. I was like, no, it's oh, not a documentary. Brilliant. He's only just found out. I think lots of people are in that. So boat. he thinks when they're bickering about yeah. stuff. And, I mean, and he's like, nearly ninety. Okay, bless him. Enough. Bless him. Um, yeah, it's, actually, it's my favourite of the trip. There's three trips. There's the trip. There's trip to Italy, trip to Spain, trip to Italy, the middle one. I think it's is probably still the best. Even though when I was writing about the trip to Spain, I said that one's the best. Oh, can't yeah. trusted you. Mm, yeah. Just a flip flop. Just a flip flop. Anyway, I think that concludes what is has been the seventieth episode. <laughs> Platinum. Platinum. Of the Amissables podcast, soon to be renamed and reimagined and rebooted. You can be keep involved an, in that, keep people. An, uh, keep an eye uh, yeah. open. Keep an eye open. But keep we will be back next week. We will. We're, we're, are we? Yeah, no, you won't. Kay's off in Guadalupe. Guadalupe! I'm off. On a jolly up John's in. So you'll probably get some really great podcast shouts. Well, oh, we definitely. Um, it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. See you next week.